Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Believe in UCLA, the UCLA sports podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam Conan. I'm joined once again by my co-host, Travis Reed. Travis, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. Feeling I almost had a heart attack. Feeling about 10 years older, though. <laughs> yeah, did, didn't we all? Everyone popping out those, those blood <laughs> pressure pills and everything. Uh, yeah, UCLA men's basketball on, uh, on Thursday. It barely squeaked by Akron, number 13 seed, MAC champion. I think they were fourth fourth place in the MAC in the regular season. They yeah, yeah. they kind of ended hot, but still not a great team. And they had UCLA on the ropes, and the Bruins were able to to, to eke one out. It's fifty seven fifty three. So we'll be talking about that. It's March Madness. Um, yeah, if you're if you're listening, make sure to subscribe, turn on notifications, like, spread the word. Uh, we'll, we'll take anything we can get. We're talking March madness all week. Uh, maybe next week too, depending on how far UCLA goes. So yeah, keep an eye out for, for all that stuff. And we appreciate you listening. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, bet online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info along with great contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, where the game starts. So with that all out of the way, um, it's really just a March Madness episode today. Uh, I know UCLA women's, they, they play uh, tonight. I'm, I'm headed to that, Travis, the WNIT game tonight uh, against uh-huh. UC Irvine. <laughs> Should probably be a blow up, but who knows? This team's been unlucky with injuries all year and whatever. But UCLA men's basketball, finally healthy, finally looking good. And won eight out of 10 coming into the, to the tournament. And... They almost lost, Travis. I, I really thought they were going to lose for like a, 
a good stretch there in the second half. It was ugly. They were not playing well at all. And somehow they pulled out. So just give me your thoughts, your take on how things went down on Thursday against Akron. Um, first, I want to say that congratulations to UCLA basketball for winning. It's really hard to win in a tournament. Just ask the two seed, top five team, top eight team, Kentucky, losing yep. to St. Peter's. Um, the Peacocks, you know, baby. Yeah. Don't so, underestimate them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they didn't have a guy over 6'6". Uh, against Kentucky, um, and Kentucky, they am losing. Kentucky ended up losing another big upset that busted my bracket was the Iowa upset to Richmond. Uh, I yep. had Iowa going to the least the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Those twelve five games are so hard because yeah, there's always a twelve five upset, maybe two. I think I think there have been two. I, f- I yeah, forget what it yeah. is right now. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's also those five seeds are you always pick one or two five seeds. You're like, oh, they're under seeded. They're really good. And, and yeah. they're going to play a one seed. And there's no way that all four one seeds make it to the elite eight. So yep. this five mm-hmm. seed is going to win. And yep. of course, everyone just picks that five seed they like, whether it's Iowa or UConn. I had UConn Sweet 16. Or it's like, yeah, I mean, they could lose in the first round or they could go yeah. to the elite eight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um pretty much you know like it's really hard the year i played we we was a three seed i believe and we played uh miami at the time which wasn't really that good uh or maybe it was a six i can't remember anyway um we squeaked by like one by like three points and then we had to pay actually we was a six seed and yeah and michigan was a three and they had tractor trailer you know and a bunch of good nba players and we upset them to get to the Sweet 16 my freshman year. So, like, the win in the tournament is not as easy as what teams make it. So, UCLA just getting a win. Because I feel like they can't play any worse. Like, they scored 50, 57 points. I mean, Johnny Johnny Juzang did do absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, Jules Bernard played okay. But really, he turned the ball over a ton. And the big man... Gave us nothing. Riley or Johnson gave us nothing. It was to the point where, if you notice, he put Perry Watson in. Uh, and I was like, thank you. Give us a spark. Change things yeah. up, coach. Please. <laughs> yeah, um, it was nice to have uh, that lineup with Peyton and Jalen Clark in there at the same time when Cody was giving you squat and Miles was in foul trouble. And, I mean, they, they're not a very big team, Akron. So play small ball, play with oh. athletic guys. And Jalen Clark and, and Peyton Watson did that for you. Peyton Watson, who is shooting, I don't know, like 20% from three on the year, drained a three. He drained a pull-up jumper. He had a layup. Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. like a, a quick stretch where uh, where just th- those like two possessions where he kept them in the game because if it weren't for that, they were going to be down by like 10. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was it was weird because like, to be honest, when you play these mid-major schools, and I, I could tell you from a person who's played in both major and mid-major, Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is like the big men are like more little and more athletic. So guys, you know, like Cody Riley and Johnson, they're not going to really play good because if you notice what happened was uh, uh, the, you know, the, the center for uh, Akron was quick. He wasn't, it wasn't that big, but he was really quick and athletic and, you know, he was dunking and they were dunking and, you know, they, Cody Riley and, and Johnson was slow afoot and, and, but like I said, they're not used to playing against, you know, uh, players like that and teams like that. So it was a struggle, man. It was a struggle. I hope I hope that, you know, Johnny can uh, 
play better next game because in reality, it was just kind of Tiger and Jaime. That was really it. I mean, and Tiger more toward the end than anything, but we got to play better if we wanted to advance past this next round, you know? Yeah. Actually, I'm just looking, going play by player. Uh, Tiger played 38 minutes and uh, yeah, he was great. Five assists, team high 16 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and was not great on defense, uh, per, per usual, but you know, was it the worst either? Uh, a lot of what Xavier Castaneda did for Akron was on switches, kind of picking on Cody Riley, uh, mm-hmm. which yeah, maybe say fight through screens, don't switch, but that's more of a coaching thing than it is on tiger. Um, then you look at Jaime, uh, by his standards, very inefficient shot 30%. Uh, from the field, not great, but he had nine rebounds, mm-hmm. six assists, mm-hmm. a block, two steals, and was eight of nine from the line. So there you go. Jaime is is cementing himself as the kind of guy where even where he doesn't play well, he plays well. Mm-hmm. Like he he gives mm-hmm. you st- something on an off night, and that was pretty mm-hmm. much an off night for him. Uh, yes. Jules, thirty six minutes, four for eleven, so a little less efficient than he, he usually is. But you know, he gave you a couple threes; they were big. Uh, only one assist, not great, but two turnovers. I'm surprised it wasn't more because, like you were saying, to feel like he was like kind of the the head of that turnover machine. <laughs> uh, which is funny yeah. because I'm looking now and I had picked out the stat a little earlier in the season. Uh, Jules Bernard has the lowest turnover rate in the Pac-12. You know that? No. In terms I did, of like how that. many? I, I forget that. what the uh, turnover rate calculation is. It's like how many possessions there are and how many turnovers whatever it is lowest in the pack 12 take that from his freshman sophomore year where it was like triple what it is now. <laughs> he just driving the lane dribble off his foot and kick out so it's funny i was on the twitter spaces last night listening to to people talk about it and everyone's throwing jewels understand like oh we've known from the beginning he's a walking turnover and uh, like what can what can he do and i'm like you know what only two turnovers in 36 minutes and leading the pack 12 in turnover rate I, that's I'll take that. If that's your second secondary ball handler, sure. Yeah, Johnny mm. Johnny could have shot better. He had a really cold stretch, but he hit a few buckets. Uh, we were talking Peyton and Jalen. They they give you good defense and length uh, per usual. Uh, Miles Johnson in foul trouble couldn't give you much. David Singleton missing open shots. It's unlike him, but it's really what he's been doing lately. So that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, and then Cody Riley. Let's let's talk a little Cody Riley. He's really frustrating to watch. He really is. <laughs> I mean, part of it is because of how good he was in March Madness last year. He, yes, he helped win yes. the games, that Alabama game. He was awesome. And he came into this year, and uh, he was supposed to be really good. Like, yeah, there were probably people looking at the lineups and saying, yeah, Miles Johnson gives you something different. Let's, let's go with Miles. But Cody Riley was Cody Riley. He had developed well and, and became a good player. Mm-hmm. And he hurt his knee in that first game, comes back after the COVID break and everything. He's rusty. Everyone's like, well, he's not playing great. It's been two plus months since the end of the COVID break, since he came back from that knee injury. I don't know if there's something lingering, but he still does not look right. He still is not playing well on either side of the ball. He's coming up short on his should-be automatic elbow jumper. Uh, he's rebounding with one hand, and sometimes he's able to tip it out. But uh, go up with two hands, pull it down. It's infuriating because it's just... <laughs> Just get just 
come on, fundamental rebounding. You should be able to do that by now. I mean, we've seen him do it in the past. It's just these stretches that he has where he can't do it right. Um, no, yeah. And then, yeah, there he'll turn it over. He'll he'll to get blocked in the post uh, on defense. Mix likes to say that he's a good switcher. He can play perimeter. He gets absolutely demolished anytime he's put. He's playing a guard, so that's tough. And then, of course, all of that being said. Cody Riley makes a game-winning block at the end because, of course, he does. So good for him for kind of putting all that crap behind him and still making a great play at the end. He no. is he's somewhere in there a good player, and he pulled a, a good play out, out of out of the hat at the end. Good for him, but he's he's got to get better. Yes, like I said, and I think I've spoken to you on this on numerous occasions. In order for UCLA to go where they want to go, which is Final Four, National Championship, whatever it is, he has to play better. They cannot win, and I repeat this, they cannot win without him, without an inside presence. They will not win shooting jumpers against Baylor. It just won't happen. If they make it past St. Mary's, they won't win. They won't beat St. Mary's if he plays like that. I think um, we, we, we talk about him so much because we had so much high expectation for him. Um, you know, because coming off that run last year where he was – integral part he averaged like almost a double double in the in the tournament like you know like 10 points eight rebounds or something like that and he played so big in the big moments he played big against Gonzaga he played big against Michigan he played big against you know Michigan State so to me um it, you know it's it's weird because it's like you know is he still hurt maybe maybe he's playing his knee is hurt because he has no explosion at all that's why he gets a shot block yeah. Because he's he's going up like barely jumping on his tippy toes. He he's he's predictable in his moves, and other teams can read it. And if you're a freak athlete and you're great, you can overcome that. But he's, he's got no he's got no bounce. He's got no yeah. jump right now. Yeah, he's no no explosion. And when people, what do people do? Like older gentlemen, like older older men, when they play pickup, they're not going to the post. They shoot the jumper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, so what and is he does Riley? that a lot, which is a yeah, problem yeah. because last year his post offense was great. Yes. And so like, he can't get around anybody. And hence he tries to just, he's not tall enough to just go over them. So hence he gets a shot blocked by athletes all the time. And sometimes even non-athletes. So to me, I think that with him, um, he has to play better. And like, you don't necessarily have to be above the rim, play better. He has to position himself better under the basket. So do your work. If, he, if you can't jump, like he can't jump right now, do your work before you have to jump. Do your work, like get good position before you jump in, before you have to jump. He's just jumping like he still can jump, but he can't jump. So to me, he can still be very effective below the rim if he would just play smarter. Um, because like I said, they will not they won't go far without him. They need some kind of – him or Johnson got to play better. They cannot play the way they played this last game and expect to advance and advance and advance. It just doesn't – you know, you have to have some inside presence. Yeah, I mean, Miles gave you one rebound, three fouls, and a turnover. <laughs> and a block and no points. He didn't, he didn't even take a shot. No offensive rebounds. It's, it's tough. that You can't really have that. If, if he's supposed to be your long athletic guy, while well, Cody, your more skilled dude, isn't doing anything either. That's yeah. tough. But the yeah. other guys, uh, I mean, Jaime was missing wide open threes. He was missing layups. 
Johnny was missing open jumpers. David Singleton was missing open jumpers. And yeah, you can't win relying on jumpers, but they just won despite missing a crap ton of open shots. If they hit their open shots in that game, it's a lot more comfortable. They had to grind it out uh, against a pretty good defensive team. Let's give Akron some credit. They, they were playing good defense, but 99 times out of 100, UCLA is not shooting. What, what were they, 35% from the field? or something like that when mm-hmm. they were getting good looks a lot of the time. Agreed. So, I mean, they, Agreed. they shot, let's see, they shot 35.2% from the field and 36.4 from three. They shot better from three than two. <laughs> that, that's not, this is a team that's really good at mid range jumpers. It's it has Jaime and, and miles Johnson and Jalen Clark guys who are good at finishing around the basket when they take those shots. Uh, they're not going to shoot better on threes than twos ever again. That's an anomaly. That's weird. And I trust that they'll be able to move on from this kind of weird game. Like I said, survive in advance, man. Like, it's really, like I said, what makes the tournament awful and special at the same time is that you get these awkward matchups. Yeah. You get these teams that you ain't never seen before. You don't pay attention to. Um, They play a funky defense or a funky offense. They have funky lineups. They have great guard play. Uh, If you notice – pretty much every team in this whole tournament has great guard play. Um, The point guard for Akron was hitting threes. Like he was, I don't know, like uh, I can't think of the guy from, uh, he was hitting like he was Kyrie Irving or something coming off the dribble. Three, (laughs) three. I'm like, God, who is this guy? You know? And uh, I just felt like, you know, these funky, funky matchups, you know, that's why it's always good to just kind of like, you know, survive in advance. I think, you know, UCLA, I think they will play better next game because they'll get that opening game kind of like trash game out the way. Let's just throw this game tape away. You know, don't take anything good. Don't take anything bad. Throw it away. Focus 100% on St. Mary's. And then we'll see where the chips fall tomorrow. I think it's going to be a big, huge uh, game because I think uh, St. Mary's, I watched the game. And I've watched them before. I watched them beat Gonzaga, you know, mm-hmm. um, this year. So they are a fundamentally sound, well-run team, you know. So UCLA is going to have their hands full. Uh, but like, let's just let's just say like this game, this game that just happened, throw it away. They survived. They advanced. Forget about it. Now let's move on. Yeah, I, I mean, there there were times last year where I mean, you barely beat Michigan State, and then you're able to reset and just take care of business against BYU, Abilene Christian. And after blowouts there, then you have a very different type of game that's back and forth with Alabama. And then it's mm-hmm. a crazy defensive game with Michigan. And then it's a crazy offensive game with Gonzaga. So it's weird. Not every game impacts the next, but yeah, like you were kind of uh, hinting to, let's move on to the St. Mary's game coming up Saturday night. Uh, St. Mary's, they came in second in the West coast conference behind Gonzaga, who I think they went uh, one and two against this year or maybe one and three. Yep. I don't know. They, they, they won one, but Gonzaga had the rest. Uh, they finished 18th in the final AP poll. Uh, they are a top 20 team in the net. Uh, in the Ken Palm, they jumped all the way up to 15 uh, by beating Indiana in the first round on Thursday. So they're 15 and you're 12 in the Ken Palm right now when I'm, when I'm looking at this. No, they are, they are a strong team. They are, they are legit. They're a real team. Um, like we were saying, we, we both watched him beat Gonzaga. We watched him completely dismantle Indiana on Thursday, which is weird because 
think uh, like 12 minutes into that game, I think Indiana was like up by four. It was like <laughs> 22 to 18 or something. And you're like, yeah. okay, Indiana is either feeling pretty good about themselves or it's just going to like keep going back and forth. It's going to be a good game. And then St. Mary's wins by 29. And I think they were up by like, they were, they had to be up by more. Let me, let me see. They were, they were up I felt by like, like 30. Yeah. Were they ever up by th- yeah, 32? I felt like at one point the it, it was up like 32. A, yeah. Like I felt like they was up a hundred. I mean, it wasn't even close after that beginning, you know, it was just like, what, what, what happened? How did they okay, end up? Yeah, 34-point game with four and a half left. So yeah. third, they were, went from being down four midway through the first to like 15 minutes later, it's an absolute blowout. So that's kind of scary oh. for UCLA because, I mean, you had that game against Arizona in the Pac-12 championship game a week ago where you're feeling pretty good. You're up 12 in the, in the second half, and then all of a sudden flip the switch and they totally just like beat you down and you're down all of a sudden. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it ended up being yeah. a close game down the stretch. And St. Mm-hmm. Mary's doesn't have the athleticism and offense as Arizona. But if this is a team that can go on crazy runs and, and shut you down for a long period of time, that's that's definitely scary. So while we're saying throw out the Akron tape and everything, I don't know. I'm not feeling as comfortable if I'm UCLA as as I was 48 hours ago. That's true. I think that um, you know, like I said. They were playing better these last 10 games, you know, like, you know, winning. Uh, they beat SC, another ranked team. You know, they, they you know, they, they were playing well. I mean, obviously, Arizona's Arizona. You know, Arizona's probably the number one team in the country with Gonzaga, you know. So, you know, losing Arizona is no flack. They was, they had, they, you know, they really played a good game against Arizona. Just, you know, the shot stopped. Arizona got hot and then you see they got cold at the same time. And that's yeah. how runs start, like big runs. If you're up 10, you need to weather the storm. If you somebody gets high, like a three, three, you need to hit like a layup or get fouled or a bucket. And you said they couldn't get that. And that's when it's just an avalanche of Arizona. But I thought last night, like I said, they had – they need energy. And like I said, I know Coach is loyal. Coach Coney was loyal to his, like, fantastic five or whatever. You know, like he <laughs> plays them a lot. I think that I was – when he put – when he finally put Perry in, I was like, thank you. Golly, you need a burst of energy, coach. So, you know, like you can't expect everybody, Tiger and, and, and Jaime and all these guys to play 40 minutes a game. You know, like you need – like in the tournament, it's it's quick turnarounds. It's it's it's. I know it's, it's survive in advance. You need to use all your bullets in your gun. You got, Perry, you know, Perry Watson, he's a McDonald's All-American. He has some skill. Let him play. Let him play 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I am kind of surprised looking at the box score that Peyton Watson only played six minutes. Yeah. So I, I feel like I, but also I feel like he played more than that. It's kind of weird to see him only play that. Well, yeah. I feel like he, I feel like he played twelve. But yeah. it, it is interesting. You see, Johnny only played twenty nine minutes, which is which is low. Uh, but you're like, well, okay, he's not injured. He had zero fouls, so that was kind of weird. That, like you're saying, Nick is is very loyal to his guys, and and he went away from Johnny quite a lot there, which was good to see, I guess. I mean, you'd rather have Johnny just play well from the get-go and he doesn't have to get yanked, but John, you know, Johnny that's, wasn't that's he, Johnny wasn't playing, he wasn't playing defensively well at all. It was going around him. Yeah. His man was scoring. Like to be honest, if you notice in this tournament and you know like it's about team about being able to control the perimeter. And that's what's going to be against St. Mary's because St. Mary's is a kick, drive kick, drive kick. They have an inside guy who's pretty good, 
Um, yeah, they got yeah. they got Matthias Toss. Ta- yeah. Tass. Mm-hmm. He's averaging about 13 and six. Yeah, yep, then yep. yeah, they're their next three guys. So their top five, six, yeah, their top six scores are all upperclassmen. Yes. So that's tough. Top yeah. three are all seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then those they got three guards who all average double digits. They got Tommy Cousy, they got Logan Johnson and Alex Dukas. Yeah. So that's tough. That that's oh. a that's going to be difficult. But you do, I mean, Tom Cousy's only six two, so it's not like he's got any kind of crazy advantage over Tiger. So if you put Tiger on him, it can work to an extent. We'll see how how much motion they run if Tiger gets kind of thrown off like he has tended to at times. Uh but then yeah, Logan Johnson's also six two. Alex Duke is six six. And if if you're running with Jules, Johnny, Jaime, Tiger out there, you should be able to handle those guys. Yes. Uh, yes that should be yes. fine. Uh, I think the interesting thing about Logan Johnson, though, uh, which they're bringing up last night and everything, uh, he started at Cincinnati. He transferred to St. Mary's from Cincinnati, uh, and he's a senior now, which means his freshman year, he was playing under Mick Cronin Mm -hmm. at Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. and uh, he didn't do too much there in that one year. And He he played in almost every game. He came off the bench, uh, averaged like two points, two rebounds, whatever, but uh, he's good at defense like almost everyone else on St. Mary's. Uh, but it, it, I, I want to see kind of Mick Cronin's old, old dude in Logan Johnson go against his, his new dude in, in Jalen Clark, who's like the epitome <laughs> of Mick Cronin stuff. But now it's West Coast. It's like different dude. You got the Cincinnati version, the UCLA version. I, I know Logan Johnson's a little smaller. Maybe you use Clark against one of those longer guys who's coming off the bench for them. But I think it'd be fun just for comparison's sake to see those two go against each other. No, definitely. It's going to be – I know Lick Cronin likes these kind of games. He likes to, like, slow down, beat him up, you know, physical, like, 65-60 kind of games. He doesn't want he, – he he can play the 85-80, to 80, but he likes the 65-60, to 60, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at their tempo. I, let me just look at Kempom here. So, first of all, uh, St. Mary's and Kempom, 50th ranked offense, ninth best defense. And they are 338th in pace, and that's out of 350. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're the like by far the slowest team in, in the tournament because they get like Bryant was pretty. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know. They, they're like easily, easily one of the slowest teams you can get. It's it's Texas and Villanova are the only ones down there with them. No, no, like, it's actually that is a perfect. slow, methodical defensive style, and yeah. Mick at times has wanted to go more up-tempo offensive like he did at the beginning of that Akron game where everyone was running around like a chicken with their head cut off. And then they finally settled in, played at Akron's pace, and then ended up winning. So they'll probably be able to do that again, but I guess we'll see. No, no, to be honest, it's uh, playing at that place, you know, like kind of favors him playing his vet guys because they're going to they're gonna play 40 minutes. If Tiger's going to play 38 minutes, it's easier to play the 38 minutes at a slow pace rather than playing 38 minutes as, as a up and down race. Um, like I said, I've watched St. Mary's on multiple occasions. They are a slow down, run your offense, uh, veteran team. They, they try to make you make a mistake before you make, they make a mistake. So um, we'll see. I think it's going to be interesting to see how UCLA, how they play Jaime. Cause I don't know if they have a guy who can guard Jaime one-on-one. Um, but I, I feel like Jaime from the top is not going to work. Jaime in the post will. So that way you, you put Jaime in the post, you spread everybody out, um, and you let Jaime go to work and have 
you know, Bernard, Tiger, you know, uh, Johnny, all in the all in the game at the same time. And then that way you can spread them out to where like they can't double him. I think he can be the difference in the next game. Johnny has to play better. He cannot go what he did uh, yesterday and with him win. But Jaime could be the difference in tomorrow's game. I think he if he gets to 2010, I think they win. Yeah, I, I think because they got Matthias Toss uh, is like the big for them. Yeah. But then they also got Kyle Bowen, who's kind of inside out. I think he's like 6'8". Um, so he, he shoots 39 from three and also gets 5.6 rebounds a game. Uh, I think he's going to be the guy who's going to be dealing with Jaime. Uh, I think Jaime wins that matchup, even though yes. Bowen's a pretty good, pretty good defender and a good team defender because he's part of you know, Randy Bennett's whole system there. And, you know, Logan Johnson's a, a menace and he can get steals, and, but they're not really a shot blocking team like Arizona uh, or, or Gonzaga. And those are the teams that have really given UCLA trouble. So even though St. Mary's has really good defense, it's defense that slows the game down doesn't disrupt the game. UCLA yes. can play slow. If another team is disrupting, then they get thrown off. It was like the beginning of that Akron game or the the Arizona uh, Pac-12 championship game or the Gonzaga game in November. If it's slow, it's fine. They've won three games this year where they've averaged uh, less than one point per possession. I think they can do it again if they need to. So I... I'm still picking UCLA in this game. Of course. But I, I don't know. If if I had I if I had been picking two days ago, I would have done it comfortably. And now I'm like, oh the win. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm sliding to being a little bit more skeptical, but not to the point where I'm saying they're going to lose. How 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 are you feeling in terms of how you think it'll play out? Well, like I said, I think uh they're going to have to play better, you know, just period, point blank. They have to play better than what they played this last game. If they played the way they played this last game, they will lose, and it won't be close. They will lose by 10 points, maybe 15. Um, but I think, um, like I said, it just all depends on who, who comes to show up. If it's, if it's uh, you know, like earlier UCLA, when, 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 you know, Johnny was playing better and, uh, you know, all the, everybody was kind of, you know, balancing everything out that I think they win, they can win comfortably. But like the problem is, uh, if you notice what happens in these games, things, people get tight. The jumpers are short, you know, people miss layups, people miss this, miss, you know, like, so they need what they need to just come out loose. Like the, the bad game is over, uh, come out a little bit looser and just play. You know, just play. Like, it's nothing they ain't done before. Um, I don't think St. Mary's is – like, they're a great team. Don't get me wrong, but they're not world beaters. So, I think they can – you know, they, I think they can win, but obviously it just depends on what UCLA shows up. Yeah, definitely. Let me pull up the line here from Bet Online. Uh, so, yeah, the game. We're looking at UCLA minus two and a half. <laughs> the over under at 126 is funny. Uh, I honestly, that's really low, and I still might take the under. Um, <laughs> but two and a half, I think I'd take UCLA minus two and a half, uh, just because uh, I, yeah, I, I, I feel comfortable with that. If the line was like minus four and a half, then I think I'd go St. Mary's, but two and a half, I, I think I'm taking UCLA. How about you, Travis? Easy. Yeah, no, definitely. I think yeah. uh, two and a half. Well, yeah, you're definitely. picking them to win, but you're feel, feeling good about it. 
Yeah, I think, like I said, they, they, I said, let's just say they win by five, four or five. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be really, really close. But I think UCLA finds, kind of like what they did last night, kind of just finds a way to win. You know, maybe Tiger hits a three. Maybe Johnny Juzang gets three. Maybe, you know, uh, maybe Jules Bernard hits a three, like a key three to kind of get them over the hump, you know. Um, I think it's, I think with St. Mary's is going to be close because uh, they're not as athletic as as they played the Akron. They're not as athletic as Akron, but they their offense. They run an offense. They run a great offense. Yeah, so that's going to be pretty much it uh, for this week's or this edition of Believe in UCLA presented by Bet Online. Travis and I will be back later this weekend to talk about whatever happens in that game Saturday. <laughs> so we'll either be previewing like oh yeah they're playing Baylor on Thursday can't wait for that or we'll be a little more negative and we'll see about that so <laughs> I get I guess we'll, we'll get there when we get there thanks so much for listening Travis where can people find you and your work online pretty much you can find me at at Travis W Reed on Instagram uh that's r-e-e-d not r-e-i-d uh and Travis W Reed on Facebook, I post all my social platforms, all what I'm doing with social media on there. Um, you can also check me out on the Athlete's Journey on the same network. Just type in my name, Athlete's Journey, will pop up too. And good material there. Not as good as UCLA stuff right now, but pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sam Conan, uh, or you can head over to uh, allbruins.com, which is the UCLA site for Sports Illustrated. I'm the publisher and managing edit- editor there. So uh, I got all the stuff up on March Madness, men's, women's, uh, basketball, baseball, football, had pro day stuff this week, combine stuff uh, pretty recently, NFL draft coming up. So Travis and I will talk it here, and then you can uh, go read up on some extra stuff there. And you can follow us on Twitter at si all Bruins or follow on Facebook at SI underscore all Bruins. So just check that out. If you made it this far, uh, I hope you liked it. Uh, and if you made it this far, you should probably be liking, subscribing, turning on notifications, all that stuff on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you're listening. And we really appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Go Bruins. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 